Welcome to Agents Get Social. I'm Danielle, social media coach for realtors and your new BFF, giving you the real talk about how to effectively market yourself online. Realtors are a dime a dozen and the industry has become so saturated that it feels almost impossible to stand out. After 12 years in this industry myself, I know how crazy it is. Not to mention, Realtor is definitely not the only title you claim, and social media just feels like another mountain you don't want to climb. So I'll be spilling the tea every week on social media marketing as an agent, building your brand online, creating content you're obsessed with, and everything in between. Your full-time job is a realtor, not a social media manager. So let me be your resource and self-proclaimed freaking hype girl while you're out there selling homes. This is Agents Get Social. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to be back recording. I have been a little bit under the weather, so if my voice sounds a little off still, that is why. But I'm excited today to be talking a little bit about how to prepare yourself for the new year with your social media. So this is kind of the point in the year when realtors um, check out. Because now Thanksgiving has passed and now we're kind of like riding a wave for the rest of 2022 because, you know, you kind of don't want to work. But it's really important to remember, obviously, that real estate is like a long term thing. So a client that you get today, you may not even be able to put them under contract for like another month and then not close for a month after that. So I always think it's really important with your real estate, you know, business to be working in quarters where you're working for the three months. So today the work you're doing is for three months from now. And I treat social media pretty much the same because as you know, I'm a big believer that social media is a long-term game and it is not all about the short-term wins. So today we're going to be really talking about how to set yourself up for success in the new year as you're starting to set goals and plan and kind of just reevaluate where you were this year. And um, not to say that you weren't successful or you didn't reach your goals, but there's always room for improvement. And that's really important to note in social media as well, that there's always room for growth. And with something like social media that's constantly changing, it's really important to keep you know current and go with the flow. I am not a go with the flow kind of girly. If you hear that audio, there's like, but what time does the flow start? That's me because I am so type A that it's really hard sometimes for me to adapt quickly to the changes in social media because I don't want to. I'm not a big change girly. And for me, it's hard. And I know um, there's a lot of you out there that I'm sure are the same and you feel like you're constantly spinning on the hamster wheel with everything that changes on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and you know Twitter and all of these platforms that you're like, how do I stay up with the times? Um, that makes me sound really old. Um, I don't know what it is. The thought of turning 32 next year kind of just like is a lot more for me than turning 30. And I don't know why, but um, I digress. Like I said, you really want to use this time to really plan and adapt and decide where you want to be next year um, because you this is the time to do that. So 
we're going to kind of go through some things, um, not a new year, new you kind of a thing, but more of like new year, new goals, new intentions, new um, confidence. I don't know, whatever makes you feel good um, with your social media. Remember, you are a realtor first. Social media is secondary. And that's been the whole philosophy that I've built my business on because Like I said, it can be super overwhelming as an agent to feel like you're constantly having to stay up with what's going on on social media. So number one, and it's actually the first thing that I do with any of my social media clients, it's telling them to set an intention. What is your intention for your social media? And that is not a goal. That is not a resolution. It's an intention. Because here's the problem. With social media, we think that we need to set goals that are monetary, not monetary, that are um, numerical, that are driven by numbers, that are analytical, everything like that. And it's really discouraging because we are not going to be slaves to an algorithm that goes up and down naturally because as things change on social media, so does the algorithm. And we don't want our goals to be dictated by what other people are saying works and doesn't work. Obviously, don't get me wrong, we're going to talk about numbers because numbers do hold value in the sense of seeing where you're at. But I want your intention to be more of a you know, an underlying plan of action. What is really driving you to do the things you're doing on social media this year or next year, basically? Um, So an intention can be something like, I want to reach more people locally on through social media. So you want to get more hyper-focused on your local market, meaning you're going to niche down. So the intention, the overarching thing that you're trying to do is reach more people locally. So then from there, you can actually break down actionable items that you can do to make sure you're reaching more people in your market. Another intention item is to show up more consistently on video. Okay, so how can you incorporate video into your social media strategy? Now you're breaking that intention down into digestible action items. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming all the time to, you know, be setting these lofty resolutions of things that you should and should not be doing to, you know, it's not like I'm going to start posting reels every single day, five times a day. Because that's really not doable and it doesn't serve you a specific purpose. So if you can say, hey, I'm setting an intention to show up more consistently on video and you say, hey, how can I do that? Well, I can show up on my Instagram stories every single day. Well, I can make more reels. There's, It's a different way to do it because then you feel like, oh my gosh, I have a plan but it doesn't feel like it's weighing me down. Because the problem with resolutions is that you have these resolutions that you give up within a month. And that's, I think, statistically where they say like 80 to 90% of people give up within the first month of January um, on the resolutions. And we don't want that. We want an intention because intentions are, you know, there's something that you can actually tangibly work towards that doesn't feel like you're killing yourself to reach it. The next thing is going to be to reevaluate your ideal client. 
So this may come along with your intention. Like I said, if you're trying to reach more people locally, then you're going to have to reevaluate who your ideal client is. But I think it's really important anyway to do that on your social media. I say to do it at least twice a year. So the beginning of the year is a really good place to start doing that or, you know, now when you have more time. Um, But it's really going through and deciding who is the person I'm trying to speak to on social media. Again, I use that analogy about casting too wide of a net. You have to think about when someone's scrolling on social media, they're scrolling as a one person. They're not watching you on, you know, at a conference. They're trying to build a connection with you on your, through your social media talking to them as a one person situation. So I want you to think about when you are posting, when you are writing captions, when you are filming videos, who is that person you are talking to? That is your ideal client. So I want you to break down, where does this person live? Obviously you want them to live in the market that you work in, duh. And then how old is this person? Do they have kids? Are they married? Do they have pets? What are their hobbies? What are their goals? What's their occupation? Any of these things can really help to inform how you're creating content because it's how you're showing up for that person because you also, even more importantly than any sort of demographics or anything like that, but it's what are their needs? What are their struggles? How are you helping to fulfill that? So as an agent, if your you know primary target is a, someone who's renting a house, who maybe is growing a family, just got married, has multiple dogs, wants room for them, you're going to create content that suits that person instead of you know just throwing spaghetti at the wall again, weirdest phrase ever, but. It's more of, again, intentionality in saying, okay, this person's struggles are feeling like they can't afford to buy anymore, that the prices are too high, that they can't afford, you know, the interest rates right now, that you have to brainstorm all of the solutions to their problems. And that's your real estate-based content. Let's say your, you know, your ideal client might be a mom who has a growing family, who, you know, they want to maybe buy their next home. This is not their forever home. So they're ready to, you know, expand into that next home of theirs. And they um, they want to know great places to live. What is the lifestyle like in the areas that you work in? That's the kind of stuff Then you're going to be talking about the events. You're going to be talking about the parks, the activities, things for them to do. Therefore, you're serving the whole person versus just the person who's going to buy or sell. So that's a really important thing to note when you're focusing on your ideal client is getting super duper freaking specific on what that person's needs are and how are you the one that's going to offer them value that's not just statistics and that's not just market updates, but tangible things that are going to actually help build that know, like, and trust factor with you versus someone else. And that's where, you know, knowing that person inside and out is so important. 
And for me, that's been an integral part of my business is I know who that person is. I know who I'm talking to. I know who you are out there. That was very creepy. That sounds like something my four-year-old would say. But honestly, that's true. I know who my audience is. I know I know the person and I know how to speak to them because it makes them feel seen, heard, and understood. And if at any point during my podcast episodes, you're shaking your head and you're like, yes, I needed to hear that. It's because I knew you needed to hear that. And I'm telling you because I know you. And that's how I want you to feel about the person you're talking to on social media, because you need to be focusing on one person versus 55 people. And it makes it a lot easier to create content that way. The next thing is going to be to check your analytics, but not die by them. Um, it's really hard sometimes to not get driven so heavily by numbers. Um, I'm a really high C on the disc profile. So for me, I thrive on numbers, analytics, things like that that are tangible that I can see. But we have to remember on social media with the way that things are, it ebbs and flows. You will have really great weeks and you will have really crappy weeks. And that is totally fine. It has taken me a really long time to get to that point. But I want you to check your analytics and I want you to evaluate things like who are your, who is your audience? That's where I want your focus. So piggybacking off of your knowing your ideal client, it's knowing your audience. Do What is the percentage of females versus males that follow you? What is the age demographic? Where do they live? Start to do that because then that can also help your, your ideal client because it can see, okay, who am I targeting? Who's actually getting my content? And then I do want you to look and see, you know, what content per- forms better. Not necessarily like views and things like that, because not all metrics are measurable, honestly, because so often the metrics that really matter aren't, you can't measure them. And Instagram's not telling you those metrics that actually matter. Like the person that, you know, watches your posts, but doesn't actually do anything, but still is getting value. And down the road, they're going to think of you because they're already following you. And you're already, content is already being shown to them just because they're not liking, commenting, saving, or sharing doesn't mean that they're not consuming your content. That's the hard part is that it's really hard to measure that. If someone's not engaging, doesn't mean it the content is not engaging for them. So I want you to look at the posts that perform best because on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, you can look and see which which content's getting the most saves, the most uh, shares, the most comments, the most views. Start to look at that and see what, if there's any trends or patterns, if there's topics that you get more engagement on, make content about those topics. If you see that there's, you know, certain calls to action that you're using that seem to be working the most, do that. You have to just start to look for patterns versus focus heavily on, you know, the highs and lows. Because, your views do not, you know, equal your value as a person. And that's a really hard place to be. Like I said, it's it's a really up and down place, especially as you're, you know, really pouring yourself into social media. It can be really detrimental to get so hung up on views that you feel like that. So the next thing you're going to want to do, and probably the most important, is to step out of your comfort zone. Because we all get really comfortable 
in social media. We like what we like. We do what we do. We just check a box. And we are like, okay, that's good. We copied and pasted our content for today. We pressed publish. We're good. We did it. We did it, everyone. And it's not that easy because how can you grow if you're not doing more, if you're not implementing new things, if you're not trying new things? We talked about it. Social media is constantly changing. If I would have never two and a half years ago, almost, yeah, two and a half years ago at this point, implemented reels, I would have never, ever grown the way that I do. And reels have become such an integral part of my business. But for, but I was like, no, I'm not doing reels because it's like TikTok and I don't want to, I'm not that person. I'm not the dancing. I'm not the jumping. But you know what, you guys, I literally started filming reels of my outfits at six and a half months pregnant in 2020, jumping, sweating in my house with my ring light, changing outfits, doing the thing. And I just jumped into it. And obviously my reels have now morphed, but if I would have never jumped in, part of my business wouldn't even exist. And who thought that I would ever be doing video anyway? Because if you took a class of mine back in like 2017, 2018, I was like, you will never catch me making videos. It's horrific. I hate myself on video. And I'm still not like, I don't love watching myself on video. But have I gotten more accustomed to it? Absolutely. But it's because I stepped out of my comfort zone. So I want you to think of the things that you've been saying, no, I'm not going to do, whether that be video, whether that be reels, whether that be TikTok, whether that be YouTube, whatever those things that you feel like have been nagging you in the back of your head for the last year, for the last three months, the last six months, whatever, I want you to think about how you should be incorporating those things in your business on social media in 2023 or now, just start now and think about where you could be in a year because you did that. Because here's the thing about social media. And one of the things I teach that is so, so, so important, I couldn't even add enough so's, you do not know who needs to hear what you are putting out there. And you will never know who you can reach if you're not doing it. Because you can't ever just gauge and say, okay, well, I know that nobody's going to want to hear this. No, you can't ever say that because even if a video gets 10 views over the course of a week and you're like, that was garbage and I can't believe I even posted that. It was so bad. But you don't know that number one, one of those 10 people needed to hear that, maybe is going to refer you one day, maybe is going to buy a house with you in a year because of one thing you said, or that that video may go viral in two weeks, or you may get a ton of ton more views, you know, a year later, six months later. You just don't know who's listening and who needs you know, to hear the value that you're providing. By you not stepping out of your comfort zone, you are doing a potential client a disservice. And you are in a service-based business. I know you are listening because you are a good freaking agent and you are in this business to serve people. So by you sitting in your shell and being like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, show up on reels because it's embarrassing and I don't wanna be judged and whatever. No, Think about the people who need to hear that message from you and need to hear 
you know, who you are because you could be the perfect agent for them to help them get out of, you know, the rut that they've been living in where they're like, I'm just going to keep paying rent because it's easier. But they don't know there's another way because they've never heard it from someone like you. So while you're sitting there feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't press post because this is so embarrassing and I like don't look great and I just don't feel good and this is, you know, this is not for me. No, you're you're for you. Someone needs to hear from you. So I want you to really reevaluate the things that you've been putting off and learn how to step outside of your comfort zone. And it is not freaking easy, you guys. It is not easy to step out of your comfort zone to gain that confidence. But confidence comes from trial and error. You have to just show the F up. And I hope I don't get, I guess I can't censor that because it's my, it's my own podcast. But you need to show up because here's the thing. You showing up means someone else gets to hear from you. And if you don't show up, they don't get to hear from you. They don't get impacted by you. They don't know your value. If I would have never made this podcast, I don't know how many people I wouldn't have been able to impact. I'm at almost 400 listens, which is like a big freaking deal for me. I know it's like, it seems like a small number for someone, but to think that 400 times someone pressed play to hear from me is a really big freaking deal. And whether you're getting one view or five views or 15 million views, Someone pressed play and listened to you because they needed to hear from you. And I don't care if they listened to you and they were making fun of you and whatever, because I'm sure people listen to make fun of me. And I do not care anymore because there are so many people out there or one person out there who needs to hear from me and is glad I pressed record today. So I want you to really reevaluate that coming into the new year on how you can show the F up on your social media because someone needs to hear from you. So let's do a little recap. <clears throat> Set your intention this year. How? What is your goal? Like I said, I like the word intention a lot better. Um, Reevaluate your ideal client. Who is that person that you are talking to one-to-one through your social media? Check your analytics, but don't die by them. Don't don't use those as your only metric of success because you showing up is a metric of success. And step out of your freaking comfort zone and show up for your potential clients because they're out there and they're waiting to hear from you. I hope this helped today and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to Agents Get Social this week. Catch me on the gram at Agents Get Social on TikTok at Living with Danielle. And don't forget to press that subscribe button to hang out with me every week and leave me a review if you love what you heard. And tag me when you're listening so I can share it. Hope you have a stellar week.